Episode 97 of the Drive-By Podcast is sponsored by Berkichi.ca, the best of Italy, delivered straight to your home. The finest Italian products from olive oils to pastas, tomato sauces, coffees and biscottis, panettones at that time of the year, chocolate Easter eggs. They've got it all. Check them out online right now at Berkichi.ca. This is the Drive-By with Freeway Frank. Hey, what's happening? Freeway Frank. I seem to have some kind of chest congestion, so I apologize off the top. I remember back in radio, they used to say, don't give attention to it. Don't ba- Basically, everything that is happening, don't talk about. People don't want to hear about real things, Frank. Don't, don't di- divert the, the conversation. Had you not mentioned it, they wouldn't even have figured out that there was something wrong with you. I think it's pretty obvious I have a, a bit of a chest cold happening or something nothing major but nonetheless right off the top hi it's freeway (laughs) and i'm sorry Uh, i don't know how long i'm going to go but i got quite a few things to say on this podcast which i thank you for joining me all right let's get right to uh, this i saw this the other day and it made me laugh because i don't think too many people especially after what i saw canadians do and and how they handled themselves uh, most recently, even survive an apocalypse or an end of the world. But if an apocalypse were to happen, which Canadian cities are most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse? Okay, zombie. So funny enough, uh, my wife and I just finished watching The Last of Us, which is an HBO series, the final episode of season one, which I love, by the way. But it's it, it's had a couple of episodes in it that super woke again trying to stuff that the agenda the different agendas down your throat and these themes come up and you're like yeah and i see it coming my wife sees it coming from a mile away and not that we have anything against anybody or or, or, you know every different strokes for different folks i always say but it's like it's pushing it you know what i'm talking about if you watched the last of us and now it's being pushed in everything and every series and everything but that's not why i brought this up which canadian cities are most likely to survive a zombie apocalypse well According to a research project that was done here in Canada, a study, let's say, the number one city that would survive it, its residents would survive and do better, is Edmonton. And Montreal, I think out of 34, the city where I do this podcast from where I live in, Montreal is close to the bottom. I think out of 34 cities on the list, it was 32 to survive a zombie apocalypse. Now, we can't survive a regular winter without something going wrong. Anything that happens in in this province, in this city, gets compounded by uh, a multiple of a thousand because it's just the way it is. The streets with potholes, you name it with politics and language, and uh, it's endless if you live here. You, You can't help but laugh or you would cry yourself to sleep every night. Why would Quebecers, why would Montrealers survive a zombie apocalypse? They would be turning on each other before the zombies would be turning on them. All for one, and that's pretty much it. Let me take a sip of my... Echinacea tea. I'm sorry for doing this. So I thought Montreal would be a a decent place 
considering it's on an island. But no, that's the worst place because if you can't get off the island or there's some kind of issues, there's the, the concentration, the population density, the con- most people are on the island that they're all going to kill each other and they're all going to steal each other's food and it would be a disaster. I thought to myself, why Edmonton of all places? Well, Edmonton seems to be placed in, well, it's in the northern part of Alberta, of course, and I think it's because it's cold and nobody wants to go to Edmonton. <laughs> to begin with, I'm just being facetious, by the way, but why go during a zombie apocalypse when most of the year, most of the time, it, it's cold? So it's not going to attract as many people. But the way the city is, I guess, the urban planning, the way it's put together, they say it's the best city for surviving that kind of end-of-the-world scenario. And if you're looking to outlast a pack of flesh-hungry zombies... Uh, you you might want to not bunker down again in cities like uh, Toronto, which ended up at number 29 on the list. Montreal, it looks like most of the cities that you have a better chance of surviving are in the prairies, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Researchers concluded is that Edmonton has the highest chance of survival because of hideouts, because of mobility. Uh, the only city with a perfect score in those categories and it might be another motivator for people to leave the East to move to Alberta. And if you remember in The Last of Us, it was a zombie fungus that decimated civilization and left people fighting off these monsters. What's important, I guess, is if you want to survive something like this, an apocalyptic ending to the world, uh, basically what they did was they ranked how rapidly the epidemic could spread, uh, household size, vacancy rates, Uh, supplies, green space, movable dwellings, ease of travel by foot. And again, if you can't do any of that stuff in some of the cities that you're in right now already, it's going to get worse. In Quebec, they discuss how they would handle an apocalypse. And apparently, as I said, in Quebec, it would be the worst case scenario. And in case you're wondering, emergency kit recommendations for an end-of-the-world scenario... You would have to be able to to have tools and supplies that can be used during a zombie outbreak, which would include, you ready for this? Start packing. Start getting things ready. 72 hours of four-liter water supply, 72 hours of non-perishable food supply that requires no cooking or preparing, flashlights, since electrical services won't be able to um, be used. Yeah, your electric vehicle, all those Teslas, useless. A crank or battery-operated radio for communications, if there's someone still communicating and you trust that person, considering we don't trust some of the people who are communicating to us now. Uh, Scissors, duct tape, first aid kits. If you have any of that stuff ready to go, if you don't and this happens, you're going to be killing other people to get that stuff so you and your family could survive. All right, well, this is a great start to the podcast, and I'm sure it's made you even more concerned about where we were heading before you even tuned into this. And now you definitely know you won't be preparing any of this stuff. You'll be letting the flesh-eating cannibalistic zombies just get to you and your family, and the quicker the better. Yeah, how sad. I was having this conversation with my wife, as I do. We have a lot of different conversations. I'm sure we'll be having conversations later in life if we're lucky enough on a beach somewhere when we're old and saggy and sorry when i'm old and saggy because she's way younger than me 
but for now we're, we we have them mostly during the uh, at the dinner table and on the couch. This one came up because my wife's headed on a vacation with uh, her her mother mother daughter holiday. They're taking off tomorrow, and my wife basically asked me, Frank, how many pairs of underwear do you pack before you go away? And I I think the rule of thumb is usually one per day that you're away. Now, she said that her parents were making fun of her the other day when they were talking on the phone and preparing for this because my wife basically said, well, they're away for a couple of weeks, so two weeks plus another six pairs, maybe 20 pairs of underwear, and her mom was like, what? What are you talking about? Now, if you're visiting family during that time, which they are, then you would imagine that if the people who you're visiting have or you're at an Airbnb, and or you know you don't mind spending extra money to get your clothes washed, dried, or dry cleaned at the hotel you're staying at. Uh, that that's fine. I mean, I didn't think underwear took up a lot of space anyway. For me, the rule of thumb is one per day that you're away. But again, if you're staying with family and you're let's say out of those 14 days, five of them six six days are spent with family, you could do seven or eight pairs instead, and then do your laundry somewhere on your vacation. Sometimes, you know, I'm a clean freak when it comes to that hygiene. There are days, like in the summer, there's no doubt I change my underwear two to three times a day. Some might think excessive. I think clean. It's humid. You sweat. And it's, some people wear the same underwear from morning to the end of the day. To me, that's, uh, it's, it's disgusting. But even in the winter, sometimes, you know, it's, Depending on, on, on what you're doing and, and you know, guys, we're, the way we are, whatever the case is, it's different. We're made, uh, but women too. I mean, I can't say women are, it's not happening to women either. I speak for, for, for some men. It's easy for it to uh, tinkle. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 easy, it's easier to just change your underwear if you have to. That's it. Always have a pair of underwear ready to go, emergency pair as well, guys. Uh, I know women do this keep emergency pairs of underwear because you never know in the trunk of her car. And uh, I like that idea for men as well, by the way, especially as you get older, guys, uh, maybe when you were younger, you never thought of that kind of stuff. But as you get older, keep the extra pair of everything in the car because you never know when you're going to use it. Wow, what content. (laughs) Let me take a sip of this echinacea again. Mm, Lovely. This episode of the Drive-By Podcast, number 97, is sponsored by Berkichi.ca. Order online right now. Go to the bottom of wherever you get this podcast. might be on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, TuneIn, wherever. Click on the underlined link below. It's Berkichi.ca, B-E-R-C-H-I-C-I.ca. Then, Take your virtual shopping cart, which you'll see on the top right-hand corner of the screen, and go through the aisles of Berkichi from section to section, olive oils, pastas, coffees, tomato sauces, marinated, you name it, they have it all, eggplant, they have beautiful olives, cheeses, deli section like you wouldn't believe, everything is there for you, the bufala cheese, any kind of mozzarellas, salami, prosciuttos, cured meats, they have them, Berkichi. They even have Italian playing cards. They have Italian cookies, breakfast cookies, Italian drinks. They've got it all, but why bother worrying about possibly driving into a pothole on your way there because there are potholes now. It's like downtown Baghdad in Montreal. Don't even bother. Don't even leave your house, especially if you work from home. 
Order online right now at Berkici.ca and get those beautiful products from Italy delivered straight to your door. It's Berkici.ca. I was thinking about whether I was going to mention this, and and I because I, I talked about it when the other player on the Philadelphia Flyers did it earlier this year. But then I thought to myself, well, why am I going to let this go? I, I have to say something about this. Former Toronto Maple Leaf goalie plays for the San Jose Sharks who refused to wear the Sharks' pride night warm-up jersey. He refused to take part in the warm-ups because he basically said that He didn't want to wear this jersey for the 13 years of his NHL career. He's been a Christian, not just entitled, but how he chooses to live his life. These are his exact words. Has a personal faith in Jesus. And therefore, in this specific instance, he's choosing not to endorse something that is counter to his personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. James Reimer, who I believe is originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba, so he's a Canadian boy. He declined to wear the San Jose Sharks pride jersey during warm-ups ahead of their game against the New York Islanders last Saturday because they do not align with his religious beliefs. The thing that I can't believe is in today's day and age, and, oh, well, I can't believe. It's everywhere, so I could believe it because we talk about it almost twice a week on this podcast. It comes up somehow with a topic or a new story that, that breaks regarding some other woke shit that's happening. Look, at the end of the day, what it comes down to here is this is a guy who does not want to wear the pride jersey. He has no special attachment to it. He doesn't want to be forced to wear something that he doesn't want to wear, and that should be okay. Now, this is coming from, look, I've participated in many a gay pride parade over the years when I worked in radio. Of course, radio, liberal, very mainstream. And for years, and that's not to say, by the way, that uh, if I worked in radio today that I wouldn't be supporting LGBTQ. That's not what I'm saying because I have a lot of friends of mine. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot that are gay. And I love them and I have nothing against them. What it comes down to here is we have to stop throwing people under the bus who don't want to sign up for it. It's the same, to me, it's the same thing as having to kneel during the national anthem or having to show that you're not a racist by doing this. And, you know, if you don't get, you know what, in your arm, then you're not doing what's best for society. And it's all this virtue signaling. And what bothers me is that the San Jose Sharks, probably the wokest team in the NHL, of course, they're in California. There's no doubt in my mind that part of their organization, you know, or people that are part of the LGBTQ plus community. And and therefore, it's even more on their platform because of this. Even if it's not, the point is this. Why are the San Jose Sharks taking it to the next, you know, the next level here? Basically, James Reimer comes out with that tweet that that message and then the san jose sharks later during that weekend uh mentioned worldwide gender diversity is seen far differently than that in the western world or as you may know it most of us are familiar with the male female and transgender labels but in other cultures the existence of the third gender or even fourth and fifth genders is common so they think that they're educating the the public it's unbelievable by the way when you read their 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 tweets on Pride Weekend or on Pride Saturday. 
It's unbelievable when you're reading their stuff. What <laughs> Go check out their tweets from last weekend. It's like nonstop tweets about LGBTQ, but it's taking it. It's not like we should be inclusive. You know, hockey is for everyone, which I'm okay with saying that. It's, it's next level shit. It's wokeness, like to the power of a thousand. It's not just two genders or three. It's it's six in some countries and five in others. Well, yeah, in some other countries, by the way, where let's just say the F1 Formula One stopped in most recently, uh, they still kill gay people and throw them off of buildings and stone them for uh, homosexuality is not allowed. And the biggest race, the biggest sport in the world is going through there, which included FIFA, by the way, in the World Cup and all that. So don't give me that all of a sudden other places in the world are here when it comes to LGBTQ+, but we're still behind. So we as the San Jose Sharks, we are going to educate you. And that's what they're doing in the Twitter. And it's just absolutely unbelievable. And then they're tearing into... James Reimer. Basically, it's the fault of the San Jose Sharks because they, after Reimer came out with his statement, San Jose not only doubles down, they split face cards four or five times. They're out of control. At this point, they're overcompensating for what happened with their goalie, that they're going overtime with the message. They're getting ratioed like crazy. A ratio is when they get more comments than likes. Okay, or very close to it. Just as many comments than likes, and it's all negative. And it's all from people going, why are you politicizing this? Why can't we just come and watch a hockey game? Why can't you just do your, your pride night? That's fine, and then move on. Why, why are you going above and beyond trying to shove it down people's throats? And that's where we are today with a lot of things. It's if you do not accept this, and you're not willing to accept this stuff, then we are going to, as left-wingers, as liberals, progressives mostly, we are going to rip you a new nut and we're going to expose you as the bigot, racist, or homophobe that you are. We're going to expose you and we're going to make sure people turn on you and rip you apart. And the NHL is okay with this. And that's why, for me, I have a zero interest in participating in this now anymore because it's gotten to the point where it's not about educating people and saying, you know, it's for everyone. Hockey's for everyone or this sport's for everyone. It's we're going to shove all this stuff right in your face and you're going to accept it no matter what. And if you don't accept it, well, then hockey is for everyone, but not for you. Everything they're trying to fight for. By bringing it next level, they're making it worse. They're not making it inclusive because they're turning on other people who are now willing to be part of what they're saying. And there's always going to be people, no matter what, who are not going to accept it based on their religious uh, morals, their values. And, and that's too bad. And I remember back in the day, I didn't understand that either. I was like, well, how can people not understand it? People, then I understand now. Not everybody thinks the same way. And you can't shove an agenda down somebody's throat if they don't want to swallow it. So that's basically it. And, and think about this. Can you imagine... Instead of a pride night, they have a Second Amendment night at an arena in the United States. So and everybody's wearing uh, guns on their, uh, on their jersey. And all the hockey players are okay with it. And one hockey player says, no, I'm against guns. And I'm not going I'm, I'm to warm up. 
Does that hockey player not have the right to come out and say, no, I don't participate. I, I don't believe in guns, and I don't want to warm up with a gun on my jersey. It would be the same thing, and no one would say anything. If anything, they would say, oh, the, that standout person is doing the right thing. In this case, that standout person is a homophobe and a horrible and pathetic human being. Like even Brian Burke, general manager for many years, and he came out and he said his things and he how d- disappointed he was when and James. It's just incredible. Like you gotta let it go. And I know his late son was a part of the LGBTQ community, so yes, it's closer to him and all that. But some people, what I find is some people they can't think outside of their own situation anymore. It's like if they're going through it, it's it's the whole thing that we went through in the last couple of years. Like, well, I lost somebody to the sea. So you don't know. Well, I have a kid who's gay, so you don't know. It's, it's that they can't detach themselves from that emotional attachment. So they want the whole world to think like they do and view it the way they view it. And unfortunately, that's not the world we live in. Now, if they're holding up signs in the audience and people are are holding the f word when it comes to uh, the lgbtq or they're saying something derogatory that's one thing hate i'm totally against but if the guy just does not want to participate you're going to force him to wear a jersey he doesn't want to wear and then if you watch all these pundits on tsn espn no one has the opinion i'm giving now which is the opinion of so many people who are coming out and saying I mean, come on, man. The guy doesn't want to be, why, why are you forcing him? This is not what he's about. And they only give that other side, which is the counter argument that I've just gave here, which is a backlash against that goalie. No support whatsoever. They're not willing to look at a, a, a balanced argument on both sides when it comes to that. Half of these medias, radio, sports shows, if they had any kind of balance, they would have two people, uh, one who supports James and one who doesn't support James and have an honest debate. Not two or three of the of the analysts all saying the same thing, going, yeah, what he did was wrong. What he did was homophobic. What he did was non-inclusive. It, it, you know, I'm tired of this. And it makes me not want to follow. I said this a million times before. It's, it's the reason why it's put, they're pushing me away, further and further away. And I have no problem with pride. I mean, as I said, I attended a million freaking pride parades. But now there's a part of me that doesn't want to do it anymore either. Like there's no part of me that would ever want to go anymore and do it. Because, again, it's come to the point where now you start feeling obliged to do it. And you're not doing it out of love or support for your friend. You're doing it because if you don't do it, well, we know what category that they're going to put you in. So this makes me angry and it makes me not want to support this sport anymore. Fuck the NHL. Honestly, all these leagues that have become woke and are getting are, and are becoming unwatchable because of all this stuff. Stay away from politics. That's what they should do. Play the national anthem. You're still proud to, to be Canadian last time I checked. Still proud to be American. It doesn't matter who's leading the country, what dope is leading it, what, what idiot is bringing it down the sinkhole. It's still our country. We love it. Stand for the national anthem. Take off your cap and then let's go. And let's play the sport. Let's forget about all this other stuff and noise that's taking away from the sport. Let's stop politicizing everything. Hey, it's Freeway Frank. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 97 of the Drive-By Podcast. It is sponsored by Berkici.ca. Order the best of Italy, the finest Italian products, direct to your door and anywhere coast-to-coast in Canada at B-E-R-C-H-I-C-C-I.ca. Viva Italia! Berkici.ca. We'll catch you again on the Thursday edition of the podcast. Ciao for now. The drive by. 
with Freeway Frank. Freeway Frank.